And we are just strangers in a strange land. At least, that's what my grandpa used to say. Or in Jack's case, you're really a stranger in a strange land. And we were talking about that episode tonight. And uh, I am definitely not going to talk about this episode by myself. Because if I did, it'd only be like two or three minutes. So, I have with me to keep it straight, Stephen and Corey. How are you guys doing? Doing good. good. Yeah, I think we should go around a circle and, and tell everybody uh, how we got our tattoos. Um, I don't have tattoos, as far as I know. <laughs> Between the three of us, I don't know if we have any tattoos, actually. I, I sure don't. I, I, I had one of those Spider-Man, you know, you, you put water on it and it stays on your, you know, and you put it on your arm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we needed to find, like, a tattoo artist guest to join us on this podcast with a little more knowledge. But tell you what, though, the tattoo artist on this episode looked like she would make him bank on her tattoos. Yeah, she looked, uh, I mean, she was getting, you know, fat envelopes of cash. That's what I'm saying. She has a, <laughs> she has a gift. Oh, by my mind. So we are going to talk about Stranger in a Strange Land. But I do want you to check us out on social media. We are around there most days. Um, at RetroZapt is the network. At Lost Rewatch Pod is on Twitter. Um, I'm at the DC Mike. Steven, where can uh, people look you up on Twitter? I am at Lucky13Steve. And Corey? I am at Original Mav. So, yeah, let's talk about Carl. Carl! All right. Oh, we will talk about. I'm sorry, wrong show. Uh, but let's talk about Carl here in just a second. So, Corey. Why don't you lead us into this episode? Tell us a little bit about Stranger in a Strange Land. All right. So this is Season 3, Episode 9. It aired infamously on February 21st, 2007. Uh, I don't know why I said infamously, but uh, we'll get into that. (laughs) Uh, Directed by Paris Barclay. Written by Elizabeth uh, Sarnoff and Christina Kim. And, you know, I recognize uh, Sarnoff as being one of the, the best writers of the show. Uh, so this is... <laughs> uh, let's get back to it on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least I, I recognize that name a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, Anyways, and the summary is... Uh, it's a really long summary. <laughs> it is a really long summary. <laughs> Sawyer, Kate, and Carl reach their island at night. And a and a uh, reluctant Kate wishes to return for Jack. Meanwhile, Kate is interrogated by the other's constable, Isabel, about the incident with Juliet. When she mentions the meaning of his tattoo, he recalls his vacation in the uh, uh, para. Dang it! I tried to. Paradisical. I, I looked yeah. up how to pronounce that before this, and I already forgot. Uh, <laughs> island. Of Phuket in Thailand, where he dated the sexy, mystic, and mysterious local Akara. Come uh, on. Ben has an infection in his spinal column, 
and Jack negotiates the freedom of Juliet, who was going to be sentenced to death for Pickett's murder. Later, Jack recalls what happened to him when he forced Akara to disclose her innermost secret. Dun, dun. It makes it sound a little bit better when you read it like that, actually. <laughs> yes. Uh, Steven, you got some uh, factoids for us? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, writer and producer Carlton Cuse considers this the worst episode of the series because of the flashback mm. scenes. He admitted that by the time the by the, the by this time the writers didn't know what else to tell about the characters' past. It's um, not this. Okay, I had to stop Carlton Cuse there because it's not the worst episode of the series. There are worse ones. This is just not not one of the greats for sure. Well, um, this was one of the series' most poorly received episodes, and the negative fan reaction even prompted ABC to let the producers set the show's end date. Um, Jack's tattoo is actually a real tattoo on actor Matthew Fox and means eagles cleave the air in Chinese. Um, The branding that Juliet received, it's a Scientology cross upside down. And this this is the last Jack-centric flashback episode that is centric solely to Jack. Wow. Uh, well, yeah, I guess that's true. Because nobody wants to see what he did in, you know. But I would in, say, yeah, we've, we've had <laughs> enough of In another past. island. Nobody wants to see what he did in the Bahamas. I mean. The, yeah. The flash forward one at the end of season three, though, is very, I mean, it's a two hour Jack right. episode. But yes, it's not technically a flashback. It's a flash forward. So. Uh but here, though, we have been on this island for seventy to for about seventy-four days now. Uh, previously on Lost, Ben asked Jack to perform surgery on him and remove a tumor from his spine. During the operation, Jack purposely cuts a small incision in Ben's kidney sac and tells Ben Tom that Ben has an hour to live. Juliet tells Jack that she will keep Satan keep. Help Kate and Sawyer escape if he finishes the surgery. Danny is about to kill Sawyer when Juliet appears and kills him, shooting him several times in the chest. All right. So let's talk about some episode-ness here. All right. Uh, let's start with Jack's. Let's just let's just get it out of the way. Jack's flashbacks. Um, I, I mean, I, I just... I, 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 how does a spinal surgeon not know how to put a kite together? <laughs> how? Well, he was trying to tell Atura why he didn't know how to fly a kite, and she didn't want to hear anything about it. I thought that was pretty rude. She didn't want to hear him talk about his dad. But that's why Christian Shepard just wasn't a very good kite teacher. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I will also say... Just because someone is like smart in one area doesn't mean they're like necessarily smart. I actually had uh, this roommate for a while who was actually an intern at JPL, which is you know NASA. So he was working on like rocket ships, like science for. He's like a rocket scientist, and he was riding his bike and he kept. I would see him like walking up this hill, and I was like, dude, why? Aren't, why do you? What's with uh, always walking up the hill? Is everything all right with the bike? He's like, oh, well, it's just, you know, it's really hard to pedal. 
and I had to show him how gears on a bike worked, how to change the gears on a bike. I'm like, dude, you're like a rocket science you, scientist, and you can't figure out how to change the gears on a bike. Like, so sometimes people are just they're not they're dull in one area, even though they're a genius in another. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I guess I don't know. I just but yeah, still he looks pretty dumb. That kite looks pretty simple. Like, come right. on. So, what did y'all think of? All right, I'm just gonna be honest. I I liked the island stuff of this episode. I hated the flashback stuff of this episode. I thought the flashback stuff was unnecessary. It, it has nothing to do with the story. It has nothing to do with Jack's development. <laughs> the only thing on this, it's just about finding out how he got tattoos. I mean, seriously? That's the flashback we get is how he got it. Like, like everybody is sitting there watching this show going, hmm, Jack wears a lot of sleeveless shirts. I wonder where he got those tattoos. I mean, well, they they they've even te like they've even teased it in previous episodes. You know, they've had a couple people ask him about the tattoos, and he's kind of shied away from explaining it. So I feel like the producers thought this was a a much bigger mystery than than most of the fans probably did. I, I agree. They thought it was a great mystery, whereas Jack could have just said but, it in a one or two line throwaway. <laughs> On island, this is where I got him. But in, in all fairness, they did say that they, you know, they were kind of, they didn't know at this point how long they had to drag this series out, so they were stalling a little bit. Um, you know, obviously Jack has had the most flashbacks of anybody. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we know a lot of Jack's story, and I mean, me personally, I, I wish we would have got more, you know, Hurley flashbacks or someone we yeah. haven't got as many flashbacks rather than as many Jack flashbacks as we did. But, you know, being the the main star of the show, I guess that's part of the part of the thing is they got to put an episode for him in every once in a while. But, yeah, th this was definitely not one of the best ones. Um, I will say, though, that I remember when watching it that, like, Getting Bai Ling on this show, to me, seemed like kind of a big deal. I mean, she was a huge movie star at this point. Um, so I, I felt like she was very well known. And seeing her show up in this backstory, I mean, it, it was to me, it kind of felt like kind of a big casting thing from Lost. Um, even though, you know, obviously, they, they didn't maybe do as much with it as they could have. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't mind that they explain the tattoos. That is not, like, the part that is so dumb. It's, like, the way they do it. Um, <laughs> there's all this mystery about this woman and their relationship, but it's all so surface level. You don't even get into it. You don't even really understand why he's there. Like what, Like, you don't get an idea of, like, what is happening in his life. They specifically, you know, yeah, I know we don't want to go into like his father every single episode, but like the one time he brings him up, she says, I don't want to hear about your father. And so it really doesn't like fit into the rest of Jack's flashbacks. And then like the actual scene when he gets the tattoos is so dumb. Like, I mean, Jack looks like a complete jerk. I mean, he like shoves her up against the wall and he makes her do the tattoos, but like he doesn't, it doesn't even makes sense why he cares enough to get it like i didn't i didn't believe that he really even wanted the tattoo like it just seemed like randomly oh no give me the tattoo um yeah 
so it's like you do a whole episode explaining this and then it's like it's not even satisfying at all so i think they needed to make a little more of an effort of an effort with this um it's just i find it uncomfortable to watch man it's some of it's so so let me ask you this then when in the here's what here's what i've always had trouble figuring out and maybe i'm just overlooking it because maybe i'm just dumb here when in the timeline in jack's flashbacks is this one was this before he married um uh uh um Kim or her name now? Um uh, Sarah. Was this before he married Sarah or after he married Sarah or when? I I guess I I I always felt like it was after, but I guess I'm trying to think. I don't know if we saw his tattoos in any of his flashbacks with Sarah, like at the at his wedding, I don't remember if he had a sleeveless shirt on at all. But I always kind of thought it was after his divorce. Okay, yeah. See, I just, I just, I, I, and I guess that's what makes it so weird is that it's never, he never gives an explanation. There's never an explanation given as to why he's in Phuket. He just, he's there. So we just, we have no idea why he's there. We don't know if he's there because maybe he needs to get away from his dad for a little bit. Or maybe he's there because he had the divorce. Like, I always thought, okay, I guess it was because of the divorce. So I, I, I can see it there. Um, and he just wanted to go out for a while. But I don't know. It just, it never felt like it fit in the well, show. And if, if I recall, he even, he said to her that, that she had been coming to him for weeks at night. So like, it seemed like he was there for a long time. You know, this wasn't just like a week vacation or something. Like it seemed like he spent quite a bit of time it's there. Like almost like he a had month, moved I think. there. A month, yeah. At least a month. I think they said something about a month or something. Or I don't know. That's a long time. And he, so. may, he may, he may have planned on staying there until, you know, the, the events of this happened and he got, told he had to leave i mean he may have moved to phuket at this point Hmm. yeah what i find irritating about this flashback is like there's it's supposed to be like giving us an answer and and usually i'm not the lost guy that's like i want answers so badly uh i'm demanding them but it just it makes for more questions and it's confusing you don't know enough about this woman at all like what was the deal with the envelope of cash like I, mean, she gave, I guess because she, she she gave that guy a tattoo. But they set it up in such a mysterious way. Like, it's, like, uh, something... Okay, so you, you know, gave money laundering a going on or something. Right. I don't know. I just... Um, no. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a couple scenes that are, like, not the worst. Um, but, like, Jack... Um, when he's in the restaurant with her, it's like so awkward. Um, and then like they suddenly they've established that they're, they've had this relationship for like a month. Um, yeah, I mean, most of my notes are like, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Right. So yeah, it's just, I think the most memorable part is Jack getting beat up. I mean, that's like the best scene of the whole thing. Uh, that's like... That's that, the only part that's that, kind of entertaining. That 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 and the kid kids kid with kid carrying the soda around on the beach. Yeah, the opening and the closing are the two scenes that are kind of interesting. Right. 
So, well, and, and I, go ahead. No, I just I feel like too. We we had the rather bad Jack flashback earlier this season, um, where he was obsessed with finding out who his ex-wife was seeing, and then we have here like season three flashbacks were just really not painting Jack in a good light at all. It was really kind of making him an unlikable character. Um, and I know that, you know, they tried to turn that around later in the show, but between being obsessed with, you know, who Sarah's talking to and blaming his dad. And then now this with like kind of forcing this woman to tattoo him with her give, like just a really bad look from Jack. Um, the beginning of season three here. Yeah, Jack is not Jack is not not doing well during season three in his flashbacks. But I actually thought the one with uh, where he's chasing Sarah actually sets him up better than this one. Like it shows a side of Jack that I think you needed to see where he always tries to fix something. He has to fix something. Um, this one is just showing Jack drunk and demanding a tattoo, which a lot of people have had one of those midnight benders. Uh, where they wake up next morning. Oh crap! I got a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, at least it's rel- At least the other one was like relevant to the story, as uh, painful to watch as it was. Like getting to know more about Christian, um, in like you know how he went off the deep end. Um, yeah, and well, then I'm confused. Why does he only get the lower tattoo? Doesn't he get the upper part? Where does he do we ever find out where he gets that other tattoo? The one no, above the writing? No, I think they had another ep- a whole episode planned for that, but they decided to scrap it after after this one. <laughs> it was actually good. It's actually going to be a trilogy. There's going to be three tattoo centric episodes. Stephen, did you have something you were going to add before I talked about the uh, other part? Well, oh, I, I will say that. I did, in a way, like the the way they handled what the tattoo said, you know, how what she tells him, you know, with her gift, which I don't know what we're supposed to believe her gift was, but, you know, basically telling him that he was a leader, a great man, which I thought it was interesting that the how they did that because i mean that was really kind of what jack was dealing with season one you know like am i a leader or am i not a leader so i i do think it's interesting that that's what she said about him um but yeah i just said i don't know that it really fit here but i did like you know we'll talk about the the on island stuff to where you know the the sheriff tells him what it really means and he's like no that's not what it means it means what Atura told me which was you know that he was a leader so i do think that's at least a little interesting in jack's story yeah yeah i tried to watch that part actually rewound it to 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 make sure i heard it right i tried to watch it with a different eye thinking about okay you know jack becomes the leader the jacob or whatever of the island like like, does this say anything of relevance if you look? I mean, and I'm not sure they had that planned at the time, but just this, like, can I look at this with a different eye? And, I mean, it was kind of interesting, but I really didn't get uh, a ton out of it. But I did think that part was was um, definitely more interesting than most of it, that explanation. 
I do agree. I did go into this episode thinking, okay, I'm going to I'm going to give it a fair evaluation. And as I'm watching, I'm just like, I just I, I can't do it. I tried to be I tried to be helpful to it. I mean, I again, I didn't mind the island stuff, and we could talk about that here in a second. Uh, but the flashback is where I, I just struggled. I really did struggle. I, well, I feel like I don't hate this flashback as much as a lot of people do. Like, it's not the best, but I, I don't have a, a real what's worse hatred of it like a lot of people do. What's worse, Stephen, in your mind? Has there been a worse flashback that we've seen so far? Uh, I didn't like the first Jack flashback this year. The the one with he was obsessed with Sarah. Like to me, oh, that's okay. to me that was harder to watch than this. Like this had the one scene that was kind of awkward, but the rest of it, like it was just, it was okay. It wasn't great, but to me that whole episode where he was obsessed with you know who Sarah was talking to was, was really rough. I think it was rough. I guess the reason I like that one better than this one is because at least in that one we see character growth, whether good or bad. We see that it's 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 a it's a growth in his character and something to move the story along. Um, whereas this one, I didn't see any necessary need for his character growth in this at all, and then I didn't see anything that that she that he did in Phuket to move the story along at all, except for Isabel saying, "Hey, those are cool tattoos. You know what they mean? <laughs> you know." <laughs> so, I, I I understand though. Hey, it's not everything, and I like for example, you know, I have a favorite episode in the show, and I know everybody may not feel the same way I did about the episode. I don't really, and, and I don't, I don't care. It's the episode that I love, and and I'm really going to enjoy that episode because it's one of my favorite ones. Which will be next, next time, episode. by the way. Which is <laughs> next episode, by the way. We just, I just knew once. I know, I knew once I hit this one, it's okay. Everything, you know, that's probably why I like the next episode so well is because we watched this episode before that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but. No, actually, that that one should be the one after expose. Uh... <laughs> Again, the, the the highs and lows of season three. We yes. we got some highs and some lows. We do, we do. So, speaking of moving the story along, I, I wanted to say this. Uh, even though um, this flashback is considered by a lot of people to be just you know one of the sure this is like one of the most important episodes of lost in a way because as we said in episode facts up there this is the episode that got the producers of this or abc to agree to do an end date after the bad reception of this episode and specifically this flashback there was an agreement okay this show is going to end after six seasons um and it was after this episode aired i believe so, yeah. but it was directly related to this episode. And, you know, th- we'll talk about the island uh, stuff. And I think maybe you guys like it better than I do. But, I mean, I also coined uh, the term. I don't know if I've ever heard this. But this episode, in my opinion, is a true binge stopper. Like, if you're binging and, you know, you're waiting for an episode that, like, is not interesting for you to stop. Like, this is the Because, like, it doesn't really set... <laughs> It like doesn't set anything up really. It just sets up that Jack is going back to the camp, um, the other camp. Like so, I guess that's kind of interesting. Um, but there's nothing really, you know, super interesting. Well, there's no cliffhanger. 
I would say I feel like I really liked the island stuff, but it didn't go anywhere because they did negotiate that end. So I feel like there was I felt like there was a lot of interesting stuff happening on the island that they just never explored again once they made that decision to, you know, where they were going to end the show. Um, they really started moving, you know, full steam ahead after that decision was made. And they left some of this stuff like the sheriff, the branding. Um, they just, they kind of left that behind. And I don't know if they hadn't negotiated that end of the show, if we would have got more of that. But I actually found the Hydra Island stuff really interesting this episode. That's the way I've always felt about this episode. I mean, everybody, you know, nobody really likes the flashbacks. But the on-island stuff I thought was interesting. I just think that they just dropped it after this episode, you know. Well, well, let's let's talk about the on-island stuff then. Let's, I'm going to skip the whole thing. With well, let's just talk before we get to the Hydra Island stuff because that's kind of how we end the show. Let's talk about I, I have on here Losty's camp, but we we understand this is pretty much Sawyer, Kate, and Carl. Um, what did you guys think of this storyline going through? Um, personally, I I I think this is where we kind of see the beginning of the Sawyer Kate split. Um. Obviously, we know this is going to propel him towards Juliet in a way. Um, and they're going to have that whole thing in Season 5, we know. But this is kind of where we see the split between those two. Yeah, the, the Sawyer and Kate stuff was, you know, kind of rough. Um, I did like when Kate kind of called him out on it, at you know, at the end. You know, should I walk... 10 steps behind you or whatever she said. Or right, um, right beside you. Come on, boy. She let him have it on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So I did like, like that part of it. And yeah, Sawyer was kind of acting like a jerk, but it, at the same time, I did think, um, you know, he was kind of hurt in this episode from, because, you know, they had just, you know, slept together. Well, I almost I guess it was the night before or the afternoon before. I, I don't know when. It, um, and all but, she could think of was Jack. Yeah, so I feel like he was, you know, he was kind of hurt here, and I know, you know, when he, he kind of called her out on it and said it was, you know, I know you only did that because you thought I was a dead man, and she doesn't really, you know, correct him there. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, you know, he was hurt on that, and he was kind of taking it out on her. So, yeah, it was it was a rough episode for uh, Sawyer and Kate, but Sawyer and Carl, that's another story. So, I don't know. Well, I think Sawyer and Kate, I think that could be part of it, too. I think it's a more part of it is the fact that Sawyer, if you look at him, he's never had, in a way, a real relationship where somebody actually really feels for him. Because if you think at all the relationships we've seen Sawyer with so far in the flashbacks in season one and two, in part of season three, it's usually who? Somebody he's conning. That he's having this relationship with. He's But Kate is a genuine feeling and he doesn't know how to react to it. And and I think that could be part of the problem, too, with him. So, uh, Corey, what about you? So, you know, I mean, do, do you think it's, it's because Sawyer's never really had a relationship and he 
because every other relationship he's had has been conning, or is it, or kind of a uh, mixture of both? I don't know. I mean, frankly, I wasn't super into this storyline as well. I mean, I think Sawyer's had enough relationships. I mean, it seems like, you know, his little talk with Carl, he kind of talks about how, you know, some are worth the trouble, some aren't. And to me, he, it seems like he's really into Kate and maybe she's not actually as into Kate uh, or into him as uh, he is her. So, you know, that's part of it. And yeah, I mean, it's annoying that he, that she's so like dead set on going back to, um, try to save Jack. I think that Kate is maybe not thinking very clearly here. And Sawyer is like, Sawyer has his mind on survival a little bit better than Kate in this situation. Yeah. Like for the, the episode starts and it's just kind of a cringe line from Kate. They're in the middle of the ocean and she's like, we have to go back. Let's turn around. Let's <laughs> go back. Like, no, you're not going to go back. Like, We're going to go back and get caught. And Sawyer, I can't remember what Sawyer says, but, I just wrote down Sawyer Gold. He is like some snarky comebacks right there. And then Carl just says something like, like, Jacob loves us or something. I don't know. <laughs> <Just> some <laughs> really weird lines there. Uh, Uh-oh. I know one time they said, you know, if we go back, Ben will, ben will kill us. And Carl goes, yep, he will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I will say Sawyer, Sawyer did have one of my favorite nicknames for Ben in this entire episode. So I can't wait till we get to that part of the episode because it's it's one of my favorite, favorite nicknames he says yeah. for him. <laughs> but I just, I felt like this episode kind of regressed on these characters a little bit because we had all this buildup of Sawyer and Kate and their relationship during the first part of the season. And then Kate goes back to like, you know, I just want to be the hero. I'm going to run off and go save somebody. And then like Sawyer is a little more of a jerk. And so it's just, I didn't enjoy watching this as much, but maybe it's necessary for them to have some conflict. I will say like, I totally think Sawyer's right here. Like, yeah, they could try to sail around the Island might be, it will, would be faster probably. But you know the others have boats. Like the boats could, they have the sailboat. Um, I don't know if they know that, but they know they have some boats, obviously. Like you're a lot more likely to get caught if you're just trying to like go through the ocean versus like cutting through the jungle. So, yeah. uh, yeah. And I think Kate wants to like stay with the boat in case they decide to go back. Um, uh, one of my favorite lines in there, they start asking Carl some stuff, and he's like, "Oh, we just do projects over on the on that uh, on that island." And he's like, "Oh, like the steal a kid off the raft project." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sawyer and, and, and Carl. Listen, I, by the way, I, I love Sawyer's approach to making Carl man, Carl man up when he just walks over to him and just instead of saying anything first, he just decks him right in the arm. He said, what was that for? <laughs> Cowboy up, man. <laughs> Stop crying in the woods. <laughs> I love that approach. I oh. like that, but I wasn't sure if this was really the best advice of like Probably going back. Not. Like maybe <laughs> Carl should have stayed with them. It kind of oh. felt like this was an easy way to just get rid of Carl. Like, let's not have him be part of, you know, because originally you think that Carl's going to come back to the Losties camp. 
but they you know i don't know if the writers were like nah let's just like get rid of him we don't like we don't need him to be around the whole time <laughs> he's um, annoying us guys i would say th- this this is the first time we've really had one of the quote unquote others that kind of with our people and kind of on our side, you know, like obviously we've had them into, you know, infiltrating our, our people, but this is the first time we, you know, we've actually known we have an other with us and we can actually, you know, I thought Kate did a pretty good job of, you know, interrogating him, trying to get some information out of him. Um, I do feel like maybe Sawyer should have tried to get a little more information out of him before the, you know, had him run off. You know, he said he just, he thought Ben would come looking for him because he was a target, but I feel like he definitely, I mean, he seemed like he was kind of giving him some answers, you know, he wasn't being too secretive about things. So I feel like they could have definitely found out, you know, he, he told them they had yards and they lived on this Island. You know, they could have at least maybe got some directions from him or, or something. You have backyards. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, and I also love the scene when, you know, when they wake up and think he's run off and really they hear him just crying in the distance. <laughs> it's such a, <laughs> just a. Make cat cowboy up, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're right. That probably wasn't the best approach, but it was so funny to watch him just nail him right in the, <laughs> right in the arm. Just. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's really not much to this episode, to be honest. It's just, um, or not episode, but this part of the scene. It's just we just see Kate and Sawyer splitting up, and we see Carl crying over uh, Alex, and Sawyer said, "Yeah, just go back and get her. She'll be all right." <laughs> <laughs> so if y- y'all need to go count stars together, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> So. I think arguably it would have been better for Carl uh, if he had stayed with our losties and then Alex came and joined them. But that's just my yes. opinion. But I, I think Sawyer was, was trying to look out for him and Kate and be like, this guy is going to just cause more problems. But um, mm-hmm. so Yeah, I didn't really like them fighting at the end. I mean, I like that Kate stands up for herself, but I didn't really enjoy this fight. I found it just not enjoyable <laughs> yeah i think i wonder if the reason why uh one reason they kind of decided to split kate and sawyer up is because maybe maybe they got some reception um on on after kate and sawyer had consummated uh, to use a fancy term in the cages consummation in the cages and um <laughs> And people, they got maybe they got a negative fan reaction to it, and they decided to say, you know what, we may need to pull the plug on this one. Maybe, maybe we don't need to put them together. Maybe it was awkward. So maybe that could be why they decided to do that. I, I don't know. Well, it, it, this is them playing with the little love triangle again. Like, right? You know, they have to have to keep us wondering: is she going to go to Jack, or is she going to stay with Sawyer? So. And I really don't care for that love triangle, like drama, all that much. Um, so yeah, I didn't. I don't really like uh, when they. I kind of like when she's just with one of them, and not like the <laughs> in between parts where <laughs> it's mad at somebody. So 
Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to our last bit of island. This is kind of a different island. Um, the Hydra Island stuff. Um, what did you guys think of the Hydra Island stuff? Well, this is the part of the episode I really liked. Um, I even from the first scene there when um, when Jack, you know, Jack is kind of sitting in the corner and Tom comes in and you know says they're going to move him and Jack Jack thinks by moving moving him he means they're going to kill him because they don't need him anymore. And I love, you know, Tom says, "What kind of people do you think we are, Jack?" And I love I love Jack's so answer Tom. there, which it's 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 a great answer because I mean, yes, you, it is. You, you forget you forget here. <laughs> you know, you're the the kind of people that kidnap a pregnant woman, hang Charlie from a tree, kidnap children. <laughs> like, yeah, these people are still the people who did all of that stuff. You know, we're getting to know them and learn more about them. But yeah, they, they've still done horrible things. And I I love Tom. I love his. his his little line there about you yeah, see this glass house you're living in, Jack. How about I get you some stones? It's a great line, delivered great. But it's like, no, really, Tom. You guys have done way worse stuff to us than we have done to you. Like, yeah, we killed Colleen, but only because Colleen was trying to kid take our boat. You know, like we didn't just come out and kidnap a pregnant woman from you. So I thought that was very hypocritical of Tom, but at the same time, hilarious and awesome. Okay. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree too. I I enjoyed. Uh, of course, I like Tom. Yeah, so, <laughs> so. Yeah, he's a, a good summary. Um, th- I mean, Tom, Tom is great. It's like he can't help but being kind of funny and likable, even when I don't know if he's supposed to be. Uh, so I enjoy that we get this like Tom uh, parts. You see this glass house? How about some stone? <laughs> Which is like a really <laughs> weird line, but I like that. Um, I kind of hate the next part. Uh, or I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just the reputation of this episode has built this up to be, seem worse. But we get this slow-mo scene with it, like a slow-mo, hey, of like Juliet and Jack like switching. Like Juliet's being like in uh, handcuffs or something. And uh, Jack comes out, and they then they show the sheriff lady, and they just—it's supposed to be built up like this really dramatic scene, and then we go to the lost, you know, logo, and I'm just like, uh, I don't know, it, just, it didn't really live up to the way they were trying to present it. Yeah, I—I I mean, I guess they were just—I think this this may be the first time that they showed um, uh, slow motion on the show, uh, but it just—it was very. It was a little clunkily awkward, um, but I guess they were just trying to keep people interested. Oh, why is Julia in handcuffs? What did she do wrong? You know, although you put two and two together, she just killed somebody on the island. Obviously, that's probably what's going to happen. Why she did it, but um, but I, I could I could agree with you there. I could see that. I, I do like the the scene when Jack gets put in the cage. I think that's kind of interesting. <laughs> Uh, and he gets his sand- he gets his sandwich, and it's uh, not grilled to his liking. <laughs> it's funny that he's come from not eating anything that Juliet put in front of him to now he specifically wants his food done the, <laughs> the way she does it. <laughs> he, 
Even though she doesn't even cook them, she just puts the toothpicks in them. Hey, yes. Jack, but, but, but Jack Jack said I even like the toothpicks. Yeah. So, yeah, and then I don't know about this. Uh, Tom's like, yeah, Juliet's in trouble. And to me, I'm just like, duh. Like, I, don't, I feel like they take forever. This is one of my problems with this episode is that I feel like they take forever to present the most obvious information. Like, we know, as the audience, we know Julia is in trouble because we saw her kill uh, with Danny. And I don't get why they have to, like, string this along for Jack. Like, why why can they not just, like... You know, like, it's a big reveal later in the episode when somebody, who was Alex, tells Jack, oh, yeah, Juliet killed Pickett to save your friends. And like, why did it take so long for him to know that? Like, I felt like they could have. I don't know. It just. I, that's one of the things I really didn't like about this episode is they they strung out this like obvious information that we already know about, and so in the audience we're like sitting there kind of like spinning our thumbs like, okay, when is he going to figure out? Because then he's going to want to save her, and that will be like kind of the more dramatic part of the episode. So that kind of like an like irks me as i watch it like a lot of these scenes are not actually like that bad on you know just like their basic um you know whatever uh, appearance you know whatever they on the cover but it's just all together it really i think it has such a slow pace but well they had to um the, the, they had to make enough in there that they could they can get get through the backstory with jack getting the tattoos first that's why they had to build more stuff into the, yeah. the main island so well you know we also we had the interrogation scene which was kind of interesting um but you know there they weren't questioning you know they were questioning jack about whether um not about her shooting somebody but about whether she asked jack to kill ben um during the surgery because obviously jack you know, that's what Jack said. And I, th- I thought that was kind of interesting. It's like, you know, is he going to, you know, tell the truth or is he going to cover for her? And he covered for her. Obviously not, maybe not the best job of covering for her. But, you know, he uh, his point was right. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I was trying to, you know, turn you people against each other. So I I did think that scene was, was kind of interesting. Yeah, I like the sheriff character. I I wish we would have got more of her. Yeah, I kind of like her too. I thought she seemed interesting. Um, you know, my first uh, note was, "Who the heck is this lady again?" Because, <laughs> yep, <laughs> she's presented in such a way that you think that she's going to re, re- you know recur in the show, and this is her only episode. And she supposedly dies, according to Lostpedia, from yeah. something, trying to get to the temple. Like, I don't know. But <laughs> she makes this one appearance. I thought she was pretty interesting. She definitely fits the bill as far as, like, the creepy other uh, thing. Like, she she has the vibe that you, you would expect from some of the creepier others. So I like that. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of bummed that she never finds a way back into the, into the series for anything but I mean, you already have you've got Ben who just steals every scene he's in. So it's like, why not have Ben in it as much as possible? I think that's kind of I think that's why I think that's the logic to why they don't need her. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a weird hierarchy, too, because, you know, you hear the sheriff, you know, it seems like she's kind of the one making the rules, but then obviously she listened when Ben, you know, sent a note along saying, you know, telling her basically execution is off the table. So, I mean, obviously, you know, she's the sheriff, but she still answers to Ben. Um, But yeah, I mean, they definitely set her up to be an important character. And yeah, I think it was just a... You know, a side effect of them negotiating the end of the show, and then they they could move forward, and they didn't really need to spend as you know much more time here on Hydra Island. Yeah, I, I I'm in agreement with you guys. I really wish we would have got more of the sheriff. Uh, kind of like like Corey said, they said she died on her way to the temple. I think Lost Pedia had on there that she probably died. She could have been one of the others. That were they seemed to they apparently they said Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse kind of indicated a little bit in an interview that she probably blew up on the beach when they when the others came back to the beach and she was caught in one of the explosions in the tents. Um. So that makes sense. Again, yeah, I, I I I do hate it that we never got her. I think they really wanted to um do something with her, um, but never got around to it. Yeah, and and you know, no fault to her. I think she does a good job. She just, you know, there's not much to this episode. And when it's when it's one of the most hated episodes, uh, you're maybe not keen to bring anybody back from it. Um, okay, uh, just going back a little bit, I will say I do love that Jack. It's a kind of a subtle comparison between Jack and Sawyer. I love that Jack is smart enough. <laughs> Not to press that button three times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he doesn't get shocked. I uh, think everybody was waiting for him to press it a third time. What was that? Uh, like, oh, man, Jack, and he didn't do it. He's kind of walking like, ah, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of fun seeing him in the cages. I like I like that. Um, I don't know. Like it. They come to him again to ask for him to help with another medical thing. <laughs> It's okay, but like this is the third time in the course of nine episodes. First, it was to help uh, try to save Colleen. Then it was to do the surgery for Ben. And now, oh, there's an infection. It just feels like we've repeated this three times now of like, let's ask Jack for help. And he's going to say no. And then something's going to happen where he changes his mind and says yes. So, yeah, I mean, it's so he's a doctor. Yeah, that's like bound to happen. But it just it feels a little overplayed, especially for you know this yeah. beginning of the season. Well, and you know he Ben has given him the assurance in order to do the surgery. He said he would let him go, but we also know that he knows that Juliet was promised the same thing. You know that he he told Juliet he would let her go, but yet we see that. If Jack doesn't step in here, theoretically, Juliet's going to get executed. So obviously, Ben saying you're going to get a leave the island, you can't believe him. So I don't know why, you know, Jack keeps doing things, you know, taking Ben's word on things when he's showing that, you know, that he's not going to stand by his word. I think he's fallen for Juliet. And 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 I think I think there's some there's some there's some hint of 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 likeness there, you know. We we get that with his with one of the scenes which I do find funny, uh, where Ben where Jack comes in there to look at the infection and 
Ben and he tells them, "Here's what's probably going to happen. You probably won't walk again." Blah blah. blah. And, um, and Ben says, "You know, your your bedside manner is kind of lacking." <laughs> I, I loved, I loved, I loved the conversation between Ben and Jack there. And he said, "Oh man, what's it going to cost me now?" <laughs> said, are, you, and, are you friends with my dad? Right. So it's just, it's just, it's it's so it's so great. That, that setup, but yeah, I, I do agree that having to trust Ben would be extremely difficult. But at this moment, he's got nothing else. I mean, right now, these deals are what's keeping him alive, as far as he knows. Can can we take a moment to also say what a stupid plan this is? If they are actually consider, I I don't know if they were really considering executing Juliet, but. I think they would have. They've already said they don't have a surgeon. And, you know, Jack, unless they're just intent on keeping Jack with them forever, they're going to kill their only surgeon. You know, they've already sent Ethan out, which I thought that was kind of a funny episode, you know, funny line where we had one. You know, we we, we had a surgeon. (laughs) His name was Ethan. So, you know, you've already killed Ethan and you're going to now kill your only halfway competent surgeon doctor. Um, person you brought to the island to work on all these fertility problems. It's just that part makes no sense. It's like, yeah, you you killed one of us, but at the same time, you, you kind of need a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't like this setup here because the whole reason, you know, Jack refuses to help, of course, uh, again, which I kind of like whenever he refuses, like, no, I'm not going to do that. And, the whole reason he that Juliet is going to be executed is because Ben is, you know, incapacitated. He can't. And so they have this trial going on that's completely separate from Ben. So this isn't Ben saying execute Juliet. This is the other people like doing their whatever justice system, I guess. And Jack doesn't know that Juliet saved him or saved Kate and Sawyer. And so, like, that withheld information is just, like, the key to the story moving forward. And it kind of takes a while for that to come out. Like, we get all this stuff in between, just kind of, like, weird stuff with Jack in the cage. And, uh, you know, before we get to the kind of the end game, one of the weirdest scenes has to be Jack wakes up in the cage. And you have all these people who are standing very well dressed all around him, which it makes it it seems like a dream at first. It's a very much a, like a juxtaposition. And one of those people is Cindy, the flight attendant from, you know, flight 815. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to think of this scene. I kind of like it, but I, I don't know. It's so crazy. Jack. I, I love this scene. I remember, I remember watching it. I remember, I mean, this was kind of a mind blowing scene. It's like, you know, you saw Cindy get kidnapped you never saw her again, you know. That was early in season two, and you know the kid. We saw the kids get kidnapped. We saw the bear dragging around, but you know we haven't seen these characters in a long time, and, the, and now we see them kind of as part of the others. I remember this was kind of a big moment, a big reveal, and it's something that definitely stuck with me out of this episode. Um, I thought that was really interesting. Um, oh. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> I do love Jack's reaction that he's like, why are you, you know, he's, I mean, good for Jack for calling out Cindy. Like, you know, he, of course, Jack is not going to suddenly just 
empathize with her like oh okay you know you're with them like that's all right no he's gonna be pissed so it makes sense and he doesn't even like give it like even with the kids there they ask about on lucia and he's like just not even gonna acknowledge it which probably a good call don't say she's dead so (laughs) yeah very interesting scene and then i think that's when alex comes after right or yeah i i will say though why, if we're bringing people over to watch this trial, why are we bringing the kids to go potentially sentence this woman to murder or to uh, execution? Like, why are we bringing the kids? Is it just a random selection of people to bring over, like a jury of your peers thing? Or I just thought it was really weird that the kids were there. I think it was a teaching moment for the kids. <laughs> this is like, why we don't kill each this other. This is why we don't kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good point. Why did they come over? I, I don't know. Um, maybe, they, maybe they were in the vicinity. <laughs> so Hey, why don't you guys come in here real quick? <laughs> yeah, so so Alex basically comes to Jack, right? Um, yeah. Sorry, were you going to say anything else, Stephen? No, no. I, yeah, I was going to say, uh, no, the, the Jack and Alex scene next is, is pretty good, too. I kind of like that scene, actually. You know, she's gonna. She wants to ask a question, but he has to ask. You know, a question first. I was annoyed that it took so long for Jack to be told that Juliet saved, uh, saved them. But I did like when we finally get the scene. And like, you know, yeah. Alex. This is a good scene for Alex. Like she, they've started to build her character up a little bit. Honestly, this episode. Is, very, is the closest thing you might get to a uh, Alex and Carl uh, centric episode. <laughs> you know, uh, you, you do get both sides of the story for them and their their love story. So I, I enjoyed this scene. It was pretty good, and it finally prompted like the forward momentum that I was hoping for, and that was getting you know Jack and Ben together. We kind of uh, briefly talked about that scene already. Yeah, um, and I thought it was really good. Really, yeah, really, I, I, really good set of dialogue, good character movement uh, on that scene. I think it's a testament to how great Michael Emerson is and like how great Ben is as a character. Like, I sat up when that scene started and Ben and Jack were talking and Ben's like, oh, here we go again. Like, to me, this was the best scene of the episode, uh, in my opinion. Just 100%. like anytime Ben is on screen, screen it's it's just so electric and like really it's uh really interesting and yeah all right well uh let's keep on going here um so i like the alex i like the jack i thought that went very very well um one thing i I did think was kind of interesting is how you know, when Alex did ask Jack, you know, why did you save him? I thought that was interesting. You know, he said, you know, because I said I would. And yeah. I don't know. I, I felt like that was kind of, uh, you know, Jack thinking that, you know, he, as he tells Juliet later, you know, Ben promised to let us off the island and we're going to make sure he keeps his word. And, I, you know, that's kind of uh, to me was Jack saying, you know, I'm a man of my word. You know, I said I'd keep him alive, and I did. So now I'm going to expect him to to keep his word. So I, I thought that was kind of interesting. His answer to, to that to Alex. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was I thought it was very interesting. I, I I do find Alex every now and then to be 
a little whiny. I don't know, it may sound bad, bad, but her character tends to be a little whiny every now and then. And, um, and I just don't know. Um, so that's just me, um, personally. Um, but let's go ahead then and move on just a little bit here. We're going to go ahead then and unless Corey has anything to say, uh, we're going to go ahead and move into the rating system. So, Corey, do you have anything but, else? Hold on. I have one last thing to say. And this is um, um, <laughs> purely I, – I got booted off the call for a second. That's why. Uh, I didn't know you were – Mitch, but... Mitch, y'all didn't know we were trying to make something out. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you. I just wanted to say this about the final montage of the episode – this is my favorite part, kind of. I mean, I had my favorite scene. The music here, I don't know if you guys mentioned this, the music here is phenomenal at the end. Um, I don't know what was going on with Michael Giacchino. Like, he's just like, ah, I've just been saving one of my best lost songs for this episode for some reason. <laughs> but this song is called Oceans Apart, and I actually did a little research on it. Uh, I had to figure out on Lostpedia. Because if you are, if you've watched a lot of uh, season six and season five, this is like, becomes one of the main themes of the show. Like it, it starts off specifically for it's called Oceans Apart, which to me, like that's referring to it's like Carl and Alex, like they're oceans <laughs> apart. Maybe it's referring to other things too. But if you look where the song is played, it's in the end. It's in it's in one part two it's in incident part one part two part two whatever happened happened namaste it's in a bunch of season five and six episodes and it's also in through the looking glass um i think this is one of the most iconic lost tunes at least later on in the series and it just randomly pops up here in this episode so had to give a shout out to that uh really good uh it's it's a banger, you know. <laughs> well, well, well. Probably he he got an he got an early screening of this of this episode, so he knew that he had what kind of music to make, and he watched it and realized, oh crap, this movie this episode is gonna suck. I need to put something really good at the end to keep people coming back next episode. <laughs> maybe, maybe. He had to go hard. <laughs> he had to go hard. So, all right. Well, let's rate this thing. We don't have anybody's deaths in this uh, that 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 we know of, um, but let's. Uh, Let's rate this episode. So, Corey, how are we rating this episode this week? Well, this is a little shout out to uh, Carl's uh, love story, his uh, his memory of of uh, making up constellations with with his beloved Alex in the backyard uh, and new other ten. So, uh, we have a twenty three point rating system where we rate our episodes between one and twenty three, of course. And this week, uh, it's going to be ranked between one and twenty three others backyards. So. Um, well, Mike, why don't you start us out? Um, there really is no middle point on this episode, uh, or, or, or not middle point, but middle, uh, rating system. So I know I'm, I'm probably one of the lower ones. Um, I, I did not like the backstory. I, I thought it was, I didn't think it was great. Um, the, the on island stuff was, was, was okay. It was pretty good. Um, it was better, definitely better. So because that part was good and the other one was not, I gave it half-ish. So I gave it 11 out of 23 others' backyards. 
All right, all right. Steven, what about you? Oh. I gave this one a 17 out of 23 Others Backyards. Um, I I think I'm higher on this episode than a lot of people are. I mean, I, I certainly understand why this is a lot of people's least favorite episode, but I just, I really like the on-island stuff. As I said, the, the flashback was certainly not great, but... I really like the on-island stuff. I really thought the the sheriff stuff was interesting. I, I I really thought Cindy and the kids showing up was interesting. So, and I I like the Carl and Sawyer um, stuff. So I liked a lot about this episode, at least on island. Um, so I gave this one, you know, seventeen out of twenty-three. Well, yeah, I think that's actually a pretty fair score. Uh, you know, with this, we've said this before, any episode of Lost is better than most TV. And I had actually watched this episode, or or I was kind of uh, just watching ahead because I was enjoying our season three you know, a couple weeks ago. And I had it on the background, and I kind of enjoyed it. Sitting down and actually, like, right, watching it and, like, doing my notes and stuff, man, I had a much harder time with it. I thought I was going to be rating this a little bit higher. And, and I looked up, uh, I just now just checked. If you look at like ratings that people give this, you know, like reviews and stuff, it's kind of like at the C minus range. So not like the worst, probably right around where Steven's at there. But yeah, I'm going to be with Mike on this and I'm going to go 11 out of 23 others backyards. The flashback was tough. There were, I hated that they delayed like, kind of the crux of the episode for so long. You know, I, I went on about that. And then some of the stuff that was enjoyable, we don't really revisit, you know, a lot of this stuff with the others and the sheriff, it gets kind of abandoned. So that I think longevity wise, uh, you know, the, the, the how, where the show goes, that kind of took it, took away from it as well for me. So still not, it's not unwatchable. And yeah, it might be a binge stop or it might be where you stop if you're watching late at the late at night. But if you are just watching through, you might, you know, enjoy this. Um, uh, and you might not understand why people were so up in arms back in 2007 when they watched this or whenever it was. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely not one of the worst episodes uh, for sure. I, you can, I, mean, I don't know about that. I would say uh, it's say, bad. Think, it's bad, but it's not the worst. I would maybe for you, but I don't think I'm going to go below eleven. This, this is ooh, my opinion. Ooh. I don't think I, don't, I don't don't, think don't, I'll go lower than that. <laughs> don't forget, don't forget, we do have an expose coming up. Hey, you might be surprised on my expose. Oh, <laughs> well, here we go. No, I, I'll probably go lower than eleven eventually. Oh boy. Well, Stephen, uh, why don't you end this out here? What what uh what kind of stuff are we going to talk about? All right. Um, well, we've got our unanswered questions segment. Um, let's see, we got, how have Cindy and the kids been converted by the others? Um, what does Juliet's mark mean? Um, I, I feel like I wish the branding, you know, they would have done something else with that. It just felt like there was more there. And then how did the others learn it was Juliet who killed Pickett? So unanswered question. For the My first assumption would one, be Alex told them because Alex witnessed it, right? Uh, but but would she have? 
she was helping this. I mean, would she have ratted on Juliet? I, I mean, obviously they find the bodies. I would. I kind of thought like they should have been able to just blame it on, you know, Sawyer Kate and Sawyer. Kate. Say, hey, they got they got a hold of their gun and shot them, and they were dead when I found them. But yeah, we never got an answer to that ish. Uh, we never got an answer to the Juliet's mark mean. Um, we we I guess it just means traitor, or hey, you you've you've done something you're not supposed to kind of like kind of like people kind of like the book uh the scarlet letter hey you know you've done this thing now you're branded because you've got it that's what i would think it assume it to as far as your first question goes i personally think the way the cindy and the kids were converted was through room 23 just like they mm-hmm. did to carl and just like they did they were trying to do maybe through walt so i think maybe through room 23 is how they got converted Interesting. Uh, I I think they just told uh, Cindy like, "Hey, we don't just serve very small bags of peanuts. We've got a whole buffet. That's right. Fruits and boar and all sorts of stuff." <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, go ahead, Stephen. What uh, do we have any uh, names this time by Sawyer? Oh yeah, we had a, a good Sawyer episode. We have. Some additions to the name dictionary. Uh, he called Kate Magellan. Uh, <laughs> called nice. Carl. Bo- called Carl Bobby, which is a good one. Uh, Bobby Brady. <laughs> and I think this is what you were referring yes, to earlier, Mike. My uh, one. He called called Ben Captain Bunny Killer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this is my, my favorite one. It's oh. even funnier seeing it written down here. Yes. <laughs> it's like so official looking. Uh, and then called Carl's girlfriend, Alex, Sally Slingshot. Another <laughs> another good one. And it looks like we got one freckle here to add to the freckle count. So we're up to 25 freckles. I, I like that uh, Carl was really not pleased with that nickname, too. He's Alex. <laughs> Come on, Sally Slingshot's funny, man. He, sh- he should be impressed. His girlfriend is so good with the slingshot. She's, she's very impressive, taking out cameras. Yeah. and. Well, I oh, think yeah. she threw she a rock at the camera. Oh, was it? I, I just assumed it was slingshot. I forget. <laughs> oh, that was funny, though. That was good. That was good. All right, now we can get into the pop culture connections. Got quite a few here. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> the ti- <laughs> well, the, the title of the episode, Stranger in a Strange Land, uh, may, may refer to, uh, 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 from the Bible, Exodus 2.22. Um, the verse says, uh, And she bears him a son, and he called his name Gershom. For he said... I have been a stranger in a strange land. He, the he in this line is Moses, recently departed from Egypt, and the she is his wife Zipporah, and Gershom is their son. Um, hmm. That may have been one of the references for this name. Also, a book written by Robert Heinlein. Um, and there's also four t- songs by the name Stranger in a Strange Land. We got one by Iron Maiden. One by U2, one by Barbara Streisand, and one by Leon Russell. That's a, quite an assortment of artists that have, yep. have made this song. Uh, they should they should do a concert together. And, 
there also was a play, um, Oedipus at Colonus, um, that had a line um, by the Athenian trage- tragedian Sophocles. It was um, written before 406 BC, in which Oedipus, blind and exiled from Thebes, approaches a town to which he is foreign. Um, the line reads, patient stranger, st- patient stranger, here in a strange land, poor man, hate with a will, whatever the city holds in rooted hatred, honor what the city holds in love. Um, so that was the stranger in a strange land portion. I also have another biblical reference here, uh, the... God, God loves you as he loved Jacob. That's kind of a take <laughs> on a Bible lie. Um, an eye for an eye. They mentioned um, that was kind of their punishment system. That was from Exodus 21, 24. Um, and even earlier than the Bible, that law formed part of the ancient Mesopotamia Haram, or, or Hammurabi's Code. Um, the... Jack's friend in Thailand, the little boy, um, his T-shirt um, featured Alm, a symbol often used to identify Hinduism. Hmm. Um, at the beginning, Sawyer was singing on the uh, outrigger. He was singing "Show Me the Way to Go Home." Show it was uh, a <laughs> made famous with its 1925 adaptation by the. By Irving King. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we got some, we got some long words in this one. Uh, it tells the story of an intoxicated bar pa- bar patron trying to go home <laughs> after a night of drinking. Sounds like one Sawyer would enjoy. Um, the song is also sung in the 1975 movie Jaws by Steven Spielberg. They sing the song while they're at sea, just like Sawyer does. <laughs> the, <laughs> Sawyer, of course, called Carl Bobby, as in Bobby Brady. Um, the youngest Brady son in this television sitcom, which I think everyone knows the Brady Bunch, except for poor Carl. Missed out on some good some good TV there. Um, the text of Jack's tattoo is taken from a poem by Chinese Marxist military and political leader and philosopher Mao Zedong. Then um, uh, Sawyer called Kate Magellan. Um, Ferdinand Magellan was a uh, Portuguese-born maritime explorer, explorer from lived from nineteen or fourteen eighty to fifteen twenty one, um, and then it all, you know also the uh, had some west just some references to the general western genre. Uh, we had the sheriff. Uh, ben tells Jack the cavalry has arrived. Uh, Sawyer calls Carl the kid. And tells them to cowboy up. So kind of some, some western motif going on. And that is our very long pop culture connection it segment. Lot, right? It was a lot. It was and, a lot. Nice job, Stephen. <laughs> by the way, uh, good job at that. I was going to say, by, by the way, what, what, what's really funny... Is that when uh, when 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 Ben says the cavalry has arrived, <laughs> the way he said it when the other guy was about to grab the needle, he said, and Jack comes in, he says, "Stop, stop right there." He says, "Oh, the cavalry has arrived." <laughs> so really, just out of it, looks it's so great. Oh, if you think if you think that that was a long list, y'all, I went ahead and did the notes for next episode. 
and Corey's got that one. That list is ridiculously long. So, (laughs) speaking of the next episode, uh, Mike, what Um, what episode are we gonna do next? Speaking of the next episode, perhaps my favorite episode of the entire series. So already I'm going to give it a 23 out of 23 (laughs) just because I can. It's going to be the Hurley-centric episode, Trisha Tanaka is dead. Oh, yeah. We've another musically great episode. I mean, in a much different way. But the music has a big impact references just the camaraderie it's uh it's a very feel-good episode the whole theme of this episode is one reason i like it and i'll get into that here in a couple in a couple weeks when we talk about it but the whole theme of this episode not just because it's hurley not just because that they find a van but there's a but there's a theme in the episode um that 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 hurley actually says and i and i and i love it i think it's so true and it makes it, it makes the episode just just absolutely wonderful to me. And it has to do with a lot of the characters that have been underserved through the first nine episodes of this series. You know, we've had a lot of Hydra stuff, which we've enjoyed a lot talking about. And I think at this point, we're like, okay, okay, I'm, we're glad to be leaving Hydra. Let's get back to the Lost hey. Camp. You know, we haven't barely seen Jin at all. He's going to play a big part. So, have we even seen Jin since the? No. Uh, since the boat got stolen? No, I, and I believe I have it on the notes, too, that this episode with Jen, um, if I'm correct, and I, of course we'll mention it next time we go to it, but this is the, he hasn't been in the last six episodes. He hasn't been in an episode since Further Instructions, the lock one. Yeah, I think he's barely in that one, too. So Right, so, but it, it's, a, it's a good episode. I'm really looking forward to, to talking about it. And uh, if I had the energy, I'd definitely, I'd definitely watch it tonight. Actually, I'm mega watch tonight. Watch it yeah, again, just well, because I can. And surprisingly, there's some references that uh, bear, you know, consequence for the rest of the series too. That maybe weren't noticed when you first watched this episode. Uh, so we'll we'll get a little uh, Roger Workman and uh, some other Roger. things that come back. So oh. super excited. We've been. Mike has been teasing yes. this like the whole time we've done the podcast. Oh, eventually we'll get to my favorite episode. So I'm really excited to see everyone's reaction because I think it's going to be all really good. But, you know, we may have different takes on some parts of it. So it should be a really good discussion. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this has been uh, previously on Lost, everyone. And uh, we're so glad to have you uh, join us for this. So see you guys in a couple weeks. When we talk about uh, Trisha Tanaka is dead. Until next time, take care, stay safe, and um, watch out for Sally's slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Peace out, guys. Have a good one.